This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. I say good morning to Chris Tyler from the Park Board. Chris, we are really pressed for time. I'll do a little verbal Rorschach. Um, let's start out. Why can't parking be provided outside of the left field fence on a tennis courts that haven't been used in probably three to four years? Well, uh, we admit that the tennis courts aren't being used. This could be a good repurpose for it, but it's not sim- not as simple as just saying, hey, let go, let's let them go park there. We have to do a core sample study of the surface to make sure that the surface is strong enough to hold the weight of one vehicle, let alone many, because we don't want to be responsible for damage to people's cars. We also have to have a curb cut put in because you can't just drive across the grass. We don't know if there's any utilities under there. It's kind of like in your front yard. You don't want somebody driving a, big, uh, a heavy vehicle over your water line, your gas line, or your sewer line. You could do major damage to those items leading into your house. It's the same thing with public utilities. So we have to do a curb cut. We have to have an entrance into the tennis court. We have to make sure the surface can actually handle cars parked on it. And if the, we've got a civil engineering group that is going to be t- is taking a core sample, they'll be coming back and reporting to us on the July 12th committee meeting. And along at that same time, they're going to present to us what our options are in order to turn that into a parking lot. It could be something as simple as just scraping it and restriping it because the surface can handle it. It could be something as uh, as effective as saying, I'm sorry, you're going to have to do a complete asphalt overlay. And at the price of current prices of asphalt, we've been told to expect it could be as high as $100,000 to $150,000 to overlay those six tennis courts if the asphalt is fully it needs to be fully done. Uh, let's go very quick. Does the or do the lucky horseshoes pay a rent for Robin Roberts Stadium? They have a lease. It's very team friendly. It's about twenty thousand dollars a year. What is your responsibility if they are paying twenty thousand dollars? What's the park district responsibility as far as maintenance and things like that? Uh, the the Springfield Park District. We subsidize everything at the park district. Nothing is break even, but. Some things are, are more subsidized than others with uh, the property tax money. The Springfield Lucky Horseshoes and Robin Roberts Stadium uh, received in fiscal year 23 that just ended at the end of April. They received a uh, subsidy covering approximately $380,000 for utilities, maintenance, upkeep, site preparation, trash, uh, maintaining um, the the bathrooms and the rest of the property, the um, and any site improvements that are requested by the team that would not have normally been done out there because there, we did, would, if there wasn't a team playing and making these requests, uh, those are included in there as well because their lease is to use the stadium as is. Um, do, so, so you provide all those. You provide maintenance at your cost. You folks are paying the utilities, is that right? Yes, about 40000 a year. And you are paying the, the, the grounds crew, is that right? We pay the grounds crew. We pay to have our Springfield or the, the park officers out there helping to provide security during games, uh, everything. Uh, what about the scoreboard? Did you have any input on that scoreboard they put up? The scoreboard is awesome. I'll be honest, you know, as a, as a, Video gamer kid, you know, from the 80s, it's pretty cool. But it wouldn't have been in our top ten things that we would have spent money on. If somebody had come in and offered us $2 million at the stadium, we would have, you know, that wouldn't have been in our top ten. 
they spent six figures on it. It's nice, but we had a, our existing scoreboard was only eight years old. Uh, the horseshoes have stipulated that they own the scoreboard, which is fine. You know, hey, you guys spent the money on it. We, we don't, we're not going to argue with that. But if something happens at the end of the five-year lease and they decide to leave, they're taking that with them. If, in fact, the tennis courts are, are utilized for parking, do you folks have anything else available out there? Because, as we know, Memorial Stadium football, that's going to eat up some parking space. And a beautiful facility, don't get me wrong, but obviously they're going to eat up some parking space. Are there any other options as far as your property is concerned where they can use for parking? Honestly, we're kind of locked in. I know that behind the outfield fence where Michigan Avenue is, we've been we've worked with the city. We have permission for parking on Michigan Avenue. Uh, one of the things that we've been discussing is maybe actually seeing if the city or if we can just do it ourselves and make it 90-degree parking instead of parallel. That would almost triple the parking on Michigan Avenue. Chris Tylen is with us, Park Board member, and uh, you're hearing, not on a different side of the story, but the, the conversation continues. So if somebody opts for turf, and I think that's the next major project, would that work hand-in-hand hand with the shoes? Uh, would you want some financial, if you folks even decide, some financial participation from the shoes as far as installing uh, turf uh, at Lanphier Park? The Robin conversation about turf could be as simple as saying, you know, one of the big things at the park district is most of our most of our things where we're doing great work out here um, comes from our societies and foundations that work hand in hand with the different entities: the Zoological Society, the Carillon Society, the Botanical Garden Foundation, all these different fundraising groups that raise money. And I think there's enough people who have interest in baseball's history in Springfield, North End Baseball, Robin Roberts Stadium, that if we got a Robin Roberts Robin Roberts Stadium Society together. And if they started raising some money, uh, reaching out, you know, I could just imagine a trivia night out at like LRS Hangar where they've got a silent auction for all these autographed memorabilia from different players that they could reach out to with Cardinals and Cubs. You know, that, that would be amazing. But whether the money came, whether the shoes put some money forward, whether the uh, society came together and gave us some money, if somebody came in with a $2 million endowment that we had to spend at Robin Roberts, we're looking at $750,000 for the turf and another $500,000 for the LED lighting. And my biggest fear as a park board member, if we were to outlay that kind of money into Robin Roberts, if the MacArthur Extension Project ever does break ground, which I've been told is supposed to, but at the end of July, we could put all that money into Robin Roberts tomorrow. And then two years from now, that new stadium opens up with all the new amenities, all the nice new stuff, and they could take away all the things that we could be looking at doing for programming, like the state baseball tournament, state softball tournament, everything. So my biggest fear would be that we make a $2 million investment, and two years from now, we're obsolete already. Chris Tylen, we're going to have you folks in uh, early July to talk about the Park District extensively. And I thank you for visiting with us this morning. Absolutely, Sam. Glad to rapid fire with you because I know you're pressed for time, but I do want to put a shout out to my buddy, Pat Ravis, who's getting married tonight, to Laney Fry. And I got to say, man, it's been a long time coming. Love you, brother. (laughs) Well put, man. Take care, brother. Bye. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.